everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Welcome to this Wednesday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Yeah, you're pretty quick on that squeal button now, aren't you? Yeah, I've you? got it down pat now. That's right. No more screw-ups like Monday. No way. How are you? I'm pretty good. good. We got to watch a little bit of Disney Plus today. We did. So exciting. Yeah. Um, there were some issues first thing this morning, though. The the system was supposed to debut at 6 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, there were some people that had access to it overnight. Some people said they had access to it as early as 1 a.m. Uh, one of the main problems with it was that the apps were not released ahead of time. So you had a bunch of people trying to get their apps, set up their accounts. And then if you're like me, when you woke up, you set up your account and you could get in there for like two minutes and then no content was available. So it was um, it was very frustrating. It would not allow me to change my avatar or... Oh, no. Yeah. It allowed me to create new profiles, but I couldn't view anything. And that went on for a couple of hours. Um, people across the country have been reporting uh, just long wait times for customer support, system outages, user login errors. And I think as far as creating the accounts go, it went pretty quick. Um, I pre uh, I signed up ahead of time, uh, and at launch, Disney sent me a confirmation code that I punched in when I set up my account, and it knew who I was. I set up a new password, and I went ahead. So uh, things were pretty easy. Um, Disney has uh, Disney as of seven o'clock had seventy three hundred reports of issues with Disney Plus. Um, so Disney said that the consumer demand for Disney has exceeded our high expectations, and uh, you know they were working towards getting the streaming service running properly. But this is just typical Disney. You know, it's it's happened for me in the past as a travel agent. Whenever anything uh, big drops, the systems crash, and I was hoping that would not be the case with Disney Plus. I'm hoping that was just due to the initial demand. Uh, I have not seen anything in the past you know, three or four hours happen. So I'm hoping that it just continues to go smoothly from here on out. Yeah. But it's, it's the dawn of a new day. I mean, considering how wrong it could have gone, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. No. I think the, the downfall was they probably should have released the app early. Right. And then not allowed, you know, access to it, but at least to allow it to be downloaded. So at least they had that step. Right. You know, done. Somebody had suggested, I don't know if it was Adam or somebody, but they said, uh, you know, maybe they could have released the app and uh, just to test it, you know, over the weekend, just put some cartoon shorts out there. Right. Put one or two shows. Don't release your whole slate of stuff, but just make sure everything works. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm up. I'm running. Um, I watched The uh, Mandalorian by myself. I watched a couple of Mickey shorts. That was pretty cool. And then as a uh, well, as a couple, mm-hmm. uh, yep. you and I watched The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Which is very quirky. It, was in, it wasn't what I expected. No. No. It's kind of like, he very much reminds me of Alton Brown. Yeah, and I didn't quite realize, I thought it was going to be more of like a comedy. I didn't realize that, that it was really topic. just going to be, yeah, a topic with like real world. Right. And uh, this first episode, if you haven't seen it, is pretty much the history of sneakers. Yeah, it was just a little odd. Um, I don't think I liked it as much as I hoped I would like it. I wouldn't not watch it again. Maybe if the topic is a little more interesting to mm-hmm. me, then I'll like it better. Right. But, um, I don't know. He's funny. Right. Quirky. He's a bopper. Yeah. He bops. And then we watched the Forky short. Which was cute. It was cute. So I could go through and definitely I'll want to watch all those shorts. Um, so, yeah. All right. It went well. Excellent. 
And uh, speaking of Disney Plus, hey, is there something going on at the Wilderness Lodge? What, does, what is that? <laughs> Worst segue ever. Thank you. If you're a DVC member, they are offering something called An Afternoon with an Artist. It's taking place on November 17th at the Wilderness Lodge. It's going to be from 2 to 6 p.m. It's a complimentary event, um, and it's going to allow members and guests to meet Disney artist Michelle St. Laurent while enjoying a sparkling wine toast and past hors d'oeuvres. Uh, she's a popular artist, and she does some uh, Disney themed right she paints some disney characters in an italian renaissance style right and she's also done she has a lot of her work at the art of disney shop and i guess she's been a part of the festival of the arts uh for a while uh what you didn't mention is that that's going to be at reunion station okay i don't even know what reunion station is it's uh the dvc house for the cabins on the on the water there at the wilderness lodge okay excellent speaking of art of art Good. Um, they have announced some new details and dates for the Festival of the Arts. There's going to be some new performers. Let's see. Who are they? Um, multiple performers have been announced for the Disney on Broadway concert series. Notable names include Kissy Simmons, Alton Fitzgerald White, Kara Lindsay, and Kevin Massey. Uh, I'm, I'm sad to say that none of these names mean anything to me. I, I, there must be Broadway uh, performers. They must be. Um, the Disney on Broadway concert series dining packages allow guests to receive guaranteed seating to one of three performances taking pra- place on the day of the reservation. Uh, participating restaurants include the Beer Garden, Coral Reef Restaurant, the Garden Grill... Um, and Rosen Crown. Yeah, and the, the cheapest of those meals is uh, a $52 breakfast at the Garden Grill. So okay. if you want to get reserved seating for that and you're a big Broadway fan, yeah, those have, packages, have at it. Those packages go on sale starting on November 14th. Um, and then also in um, news for the same festival there, for the uh, Festival of the Arts. Right, so the festival actually goes from January 17th through February 24th. It is 39 days this year. Um, it seems like they're, you know, as is with any festival or celebration that happens at Epcot, they are now adding a bunch of food stuff. Mm -hmm. So they have 12 food stations available. Um, they are also this year introducing a, a prefix brunch on Saturday and Sundays at the, uh, Le Cellier in Canada. Um, and then they've also got some new things this year. There's a a play zone, uh, with Wally and Eve. Uh, in a green environment built for exploring. There are photo ops throughout Epcot. Um, you can add color to a mural wall in the World Showcase Plaza. Uh, you can join Figment's Brush with the Masters, a scavenger hunt where the friendly dragon has painted sell- himself into famous pieces of art in each World Showcase Pavilion. That sounds like fun. Ooh. Um, Marvel Art... Uh, Marvel, oh, Marvel at... Uh, works by Disney iconic artists throughout the World Showcase, and you can watch artists creating new pieces. Um, so let's see. They also have 12 festival food studios plus additional food and beverages locations taking care of the culinary art. Um, so lots of stuff going on. It's yep. going to be very busy. This is... Uh, it's the it's the up-and-coming festival. It's, right. it's the next one. Right. They've got a gap between uh, food and wine and flower and garden. The nice and... thing is maybe this is still... What were the dates on this again? 
This is January 17th through February 24th. I think this is like the low key one. I think it's it's during a low period and um you know, it's not as popular of a festival yet, so maybe you're not dealing with ridiculous ridiculous crowds right. like you are for um, food and wine especially, right. which can get kind of out of hand. Um, let's see. Um, they've also announced some new photo ops for the 30th anniversary of The Little Mermaid. That's right. So they are photo ops um, that are done uh, green screen at um, the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, through PhotoPass opportunities. So if you go to the virtual uh, backdrop studio at Disney Springs, you can have your child or your family inserted into scenes from the movie, uh, Little Mermaid, which is, as Cheryl mentioned, celebrating its 30th year, uh, 30th anniversary this year. Uh, additionally, they have added some magic shots out in the park where you can have, uh, looks like Sebastian added to your hand or whatnot. And as always, <laughs> um, you know, you can take your picture with Ariel, uh, but they've also added props like dingle hoppers and what's-its. Uh, so feel free to, uh, you know, celebrate this 30th anniversary of this tale as old as time. Mm-hmm. See what I did there? I took the song from the other movie and a tale from Ariel. Okay. Get it? Not really. Tale? Ariel has a tale? Yep. Tale as old as time. Is Some of those props that are available, like the dingle hopper, are actually at Sir Mickey's. Um, all right. And then... In holiday news, we have talked about uh, the gingerbread house that is coming to the Grand Floridian. The big news there is that the official grand opening for that is going to take place um, on, let's see, what's today? It's going to take place on Wednesday, so um, that's November 13th, and it's going to be at 10.30 a.m., and then after that, that will be open. They are also scheduled... Are they selling anything there? They always sell gingerbread houses and gingerbread cookies and drinks. I think one of the... uh, I don't know. There was a little sign in one of the pictures. I don't know right. if you could actually read it, but they had the little stand sign. Maybe, they maybe, always sell things there. Maybe you could tell people what that gingerbread house took to build. Uh, okay. 1,050 pounds of honey, 140 pints of egg whites, 600 pounds of powdered sugar, 700 pounds of chocolate, 800 pounds of flour, 35 pounds of spices, tons of creativity, and Disney magic and pixie dust. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, the cabin over at the Wilderness Lodge is also scheduled to open, um, on Wednesday, which is the day you're listening to this. And the carousel, which is made of chocolate, um, is scheduled to open, where do they, where is that even located? That is at the, uh, Beach Club? Yep, at the Beach Club. And it's at the 20th anniversary of the, car- uh, gingerbread carousel. Very nice. So that is something to see for sure, and it smells wonderful in there when you go, so just another bonus. Um, And then moving on to some Star Wars news. What do you got for us, Tony? Yeah, so part of the launch of Disney Plus is there's been a change to Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, which I refer to as Star Wars. I don't go with these extra crazy names because it was Star Wars when it was first released, and it will always be Star Wars to me. Uh, in the original release, as fans are aware, um, Han Solo uh, kills Greedo in the cantina on Mos Eisley, and uh, over the years that scene has been changed to modified to uh, make Han appear uh, as more of a good guy than he was, uh, where they made Greedo shoot first. Well, now they have actually modified this scene uh, for Disney+, and Greedo speaks... 
uh, in his language, a native language of Rodian, just before he shoots. It has nothing to do with the story, nothing to do with the plot, but once again, they are altering this scene. Stop the madness. Nice. Han shot first. Admit it. <laughs> He's a bad boy. All right. Um, and then if you were watching on Disney+, Plus, there was the show, uh, the Imagineer show. What was that one called? Oh, the Imagineering Story. And in there, they uh, revealed a model for the upcoming Frozen-themed land coming to Hong Kong Disneyland. Uh, in the model, you can see the town of Arendelle with the homes, little shops, and facades. In the back, you can see the snow-topped mountains looming over the village. Uh, the Imagineers are working to paint and sculpt the model to scale uh, so the renderings can then be expanded for a large-scale build. So, I don't know. It's just a little peek at what they're going to be getting over in uh, Hong Kong Disneyland. They get all the cool stuff overseas. The Frozen-themed land is set to open in 2021. Cool. Yes. Um, and then, let's see. Back here in the States, we get bridges and walkways. Whoa. Yeah, so uh, work is continuing on the pathway from the Grand Floridian to the Magic Kingdom. Uh, the bridge rotating mechanism uh, for the little river that it crosses is in place. Um, not much more can be said about that. It's just, it's it's underway. No no completion date is uh, is on has been named yet so they're also doing some work on the walkway uh between the contemporary and the magic kingdom um, that walkway is currently made up of the walk around the world uh, commemorative bricks so they're going to be pulling those out and they have uh created a new walkway or they're starting to create one um closer to the road um, on the other side of the fencing which will be the new or at least temporary uh, walkway while they're removing those bricks yeah i can see that being temporary because you know this this brick pathway has the fence right yeah it's protected and, and from vehicles and things i don't think you want to have your guests running alongside the bus loop there right i mean it's nice to have a sidewalk but they will probably take those bricks out and then pour cement probably there. um and typhoon lagoon is scheduled to be closed uh tomorrow or when you're listening to this i guess it's today it's scheduled to be closed on wednesday due to cold weather yeah it's going to be chilly do they have a forecast of what how cold it's uh, supposed to be tomorrow they do not Oh. They do not. They just mentioned that it's going to be closed due to uh, cold weather. And they do that from time to time. I mean, no one's going to be going to the water park when it's, you know, freezing. Uh, so, um, so yeah, so that'll be closed. Don't try to go there. They even, the, any of the refurbishments that they do, they do a couple of months that they actually close one and then the other of the water parks during the cooler months. So um, I think at this point, um, Blizzard Beach probably isn't even uh, running. I right. think they're closed for refurbishment right yeah. now. Now, see, I would go in the water. You would? I would. If it was what? What's the forecast for tomorrow? The forecast for tomorrow in Orlando on Wednesday is a high of 70 and a low of 63. Yeah, 70 degrees is not warm enough. Yeah. I don't know. For a water park where you're running around in your bathing suit all day, I mean, it's not even like just going in the pool where you go in the pool, you get out, you wrap yourself in a towel, and, you know, you're done. I'd be in the water. What are you up to? I'm hardy. I'm hardy stock. <laughs> you're like a seven-year-old boy. I am. With your lips blue. Um, and Thanksgiving is coming up, and it is. so Thanksgiving at Walt Disney World. What are they? Uh, what are they doing over there? So there are a ton of restaurants that have announced their uh, Thanksgiving menus. Uh, the one restaurant that doesn't really have a Thanksgiving menu 
is um, the Liberty Tree Tavern because they always sell their Patriots platter, uh, which does consist of turkey breast pot roast and pork roast with traditional sides like mashed potatoes, vegetables, herb stuffing, and macaroni and cheese. I personally like that meal. I don't like it as much as uh, as I did before they took the characters away. I thought you were going to say you didn't like it as much as my home cooking for Thanksgiving. No, no, I love that. Um, <laughs> because... Uh, uh, this used to be a great character experience to see the characters in colonial clothing, but it's still a good a good restaurant. Um, if you're going to be in Epcot, the Rosen Crown will be serving a Thanksgiving dinner consisted of an herb crust uh, herb crusted roasted turkey, savory stuffing with gravy, roasted sweet potatoes, mashed potatoes, green beans, cranberry relish, and pumpkin cheesecake. And at the Coral Reef, that's also an option with turkey, mashed potatoes, cornbread stuffing, green beans, gravy, and cranberry relish. If you're at Disney's Hollywood Studios, you're out of luck. Enjoy a Ronto Roaster because there, <laughs> there are no Thanksgiving meals being celebrated in Hollywood Studios. Oh, and just uh, to note, those two restaurants both have the same pricing at Epcot, the Rosen Crown and Coral Reef. Uh, they're doing, uh, the dinner is $35 for adults and $15 for children. All right. How about Animal Kingdom? Animal Kingdom, you can go to the Rainforest Cafe, although I think that's a super odd option for Thanksgiving. But anyway, um, they are going to have sliced white meat turkey, mashed potatoes with turkey gravy, uh, cornbread stuffing, green beans, cranberry sauce, and a slice of pumpkin pie with whipped topping for uh, $29 for an adult. They don't give a child's price. If you're going to be at Tiffin's, you can have a butternut squash soup, Key West shrimp, or pumpkin seed pistachio granola appetizer. And your entrees are tu- turkey roulade, fine herbs, garlic whipped potato, cornbread dressing, heirloom bean amandine, cranberry citrus marmalade uh, with desserts, uh, pumpkin flan, Bain's Cape Mountain Whiskey Butterscotch, horchata cake, or fall fruit. And that's going to run you $40. Uh, but if you want unless des- you dessert, it's going to be an extra 12 They don't include that. Sorry. Uh, there's quite a few options over at um, Disney Springs. We're not going to read all the menu items, but we'll just tell you where they're offering things. Um, they have a dinner at Enzo's Hideaway, at Maria and Enzo's, at Planet Hollywood Observatory, at the Rainforest Cafe, and T-Rex. And that will be the same menu for both of those restaurants that we mentioned for Animal Kingdom. Um, Raglan Road, The Edison, uh, Terralina Crafted Italian, Wine Bar George and Wolfgang Puck Express. Wine Bar George will have an entire serving of wine. (laughs) Sounds good to me. Sounds like our house. (laughs) And then in the resorts, uh, the only resorts with Thanksgiving dinner uh, are the Contemporary, where you can find a Thanksgiving buffet at the Wave. Um, At Old Key West, where you can get dinner at Olivia's Cafe. At Port Orleans, Port Orleans Resort Riverside at Boat Wright's Dining Hall. Saratoga Springs at the Turf Club Bar and Grill. And then if you're staying at the Swan and Dolphin, you can catch Thanksgiving meal at Todd English's Blue Zoo, Garden Grove, Il Molino, or the Fresh Mediterranean Market. At the Wilderness Lodge, you can have dinner at the Whispering Canyon Cafe. Excellent. So it looks like all of your holiday options... Uh, are covered there. That's right. That's plenty. There's plenty of choices. Plenty. So I think that's it for today. Um, if you want to chat some more about Thanksgiving, come and see us over at the Disney Drive Time Podcast on Facebook. And if you'd like to come to our house for Thanksgiving, just let us know and we'll set a place for you. Absolutely. So until tomorrow, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. <laughs>